Come on. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Jason Cutter. Jason, are you ready to do this? I am so excited to be here, George. Excellent. Let's do this. Jason is the founder and CEO of Cutter Consulting Group. He is the host of the Sales Experience Podcast. Excited to have you on. Jason, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, so for me, it's been a long, windy path that's led here. I mean, the punchline is that I am a sales success consultant, help companies, sales teams, and individual sales reps transform into higher performing, uh, you know, sales professionals uh, with systems and processes. But it all kind of began a long time ago. My bachelor's degree is in marine biology, which doesn't make any sense. And usually people laugh and uh, I kind of tell people like I I'm a hot mess on paper as far as my path and, uh, you know, where life has taken me. And with that being said, everything that I've gone through has actually made it so that when I was in a sales role and I tapped into who I authentically was and kind of embraced that, it actually gave me a lot of power because that's what customers want, right? They want true. They want authentic. They they want to know that you, you're human and you've been through what they've been through. And so that's what I teach and help a lot of people with and uh, with systems and processes and, and the right way to sell um, because I know what that's like to have this windy path end up in sales almost accidentally and then, you know, create success from it. I, I appreciate all that. And like you, I was a, uh, I'm in a, in a career that I had no, uh, no experience from, or at least my, my, my degree, which was political sciences was not serving me very well, but marine biology, I think that that's, I bet that was pretty cool. And, you know, I'm sure that there's a, a massive sales function in that if you're trying to get, an aquatic animal of some kind to, to do at least or to 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 participate with you. There's some some <laughs> element of sales there somewhere. Uh, sort of. Uh, you know, <laughs> I spent all of my time tagging sharks. I mean, other okay. than the classes I took, I spent four years tagging sharks, everything from, you know, two foot to 18 foot great white sharks. And, uh, you know, obviously sharks are much easier to deal with. A lot of people are afraid of them and think they're a nightmare, but they're pretty predictable. They got one job, right? And they got one direction. They move. Uh, salespeople, on the other hand, and life is a, is a different path. Is the shark's one job to eat things? <laughs> it is, man. That's it. It's just <laughs> move forward and eat. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's it. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> so uh, you, 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 I think you touched on a couple of really, really important things from my perspective. You talked about a sales professional, help people to become more, 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 more professional with sales. Is, is that because you think that there's a lack of professionalism with a lot of salespeople? 
Yeah, I mean, I think there's two things. One is if we look at the classic air quotes uh, sales style and what you see in movies and and what you think about when you hear about a salesperson, it's this kind of slick and or slimy and or, uh, you know, person who used manipulation. And, um, you know, that's what we all kind of think about. That's what the uh, reputation of sales has. In fact, if you if you're not sure or if you want to argue with me and disagree that people, you know, are, are proud to be salespeople. Look at all the made up job titles for <laughs> salespeople, right? So it's everything but the word sales for most companies because they just don't want to be associated with that because it has such a bad reputation in the world. And then you have on the other side, which is customers, prospects, people out there truly want to deal with somebody who is honest and wants to help them and and wants to be a professional. It's just a function of that's not there. And I think one of the challenges when we look at sales as an organization, as a body of work and people that, and it's been around, you know, uh, since the beginning of time, right? So somebody selling something to somebody else or trading and bartering, uh, is that there's also no governing body. So everyone's kind of doing it their own way and figuring it out and making up their own rules. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of the things that I, really focus on trying to help is to get people to be more professional, see that that's their role. If they're sitting in that sales seat talking to somebody, that person is needing help. Similar to like if they go to the doctor and they need help from that doctor, that's what they need from you. Yeah. That's, that's, that's good insight. That's interesting that there's not one governing body. That's interesting. No, you know? no but what's interesting, and I just found this out when I was researching things for uh, the book that I'm writing, is that there's actually now college degrees for sales. Hmm. So you can get a bachelor's um, in sales. I'd be curious to see what that curriculum looks like just because it's like four years of behavior and psychology and then persuasion and sales and all kinds of things. It's really designed for people who want to go into giant, you know, enterprise corporate sales, Mm -hmm. uh, like a Cisco or something big. But I was, I, I was blown away by that. Someone go to school for four years, but you know, Makes sense. Well, really, Jason, I mean, you can get a, a marine biology degree and you can get degrees <laughs> in like uh, in, in Frisbee golf and everything else. So yeah. why not sales? So, <laughs> why not? Maybe so, it'll help. Yeah, right. For sure. I, 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 I can't see how it would not help. Like, yeah. You know, the more understanding and the, the, the more we can embrace the reality that in every function of life, no matter what, what you're doing, there's a sales component to it. So the better you can get it helping to persuade somebody in a way that is more professional and not sleazy or slimy or manipulative. I think that that's, that's, that's all for the better. So since, since, since you've been at this, um, which I imagine is, is, is a good little while, I think you and I probably yep. around the same age. How, how have you seen the industry change? You know, I think one of the things that's fascinating is, and this is where the internet really does have a part to play in it is that when I started in 2002, yes, there was the internet, but it wasn't the wide, um, the widespread source for checking in on things like you do now, right? So if you want to, if you want to find out if the company you're working with is valid, yes, you could do it back then, but people were still calling the BBB or, uh, you know, checking online and maybe checking online for that, but not the same thing. And so sales back then, if you were kind of shady or you're doing shady stuff, you could you could run and hide a little bit better than you can now. And I think the the transparency of the Internet, um, the information that's available at your fingertips, like literally while you're on the phone with somebody trying to sell you something, you could pull it up on your phone and find out everything you want to know about them to help 
reinforce a decision one way or another. Um, because of that, it's really leveled the playing field. I mean, you see what it has done to the auto sales industry where people, you know, rarely walk onto a car lot without actually knowing what the prices should be, you know, the information about the cars that they're going to look at uh, and, you know, what to expect. Um, it's much more informed, which means customers more and more are looking for, going back to the professional part, they're looking for a professional consulting salesperson to help them make the right decision, not just make a decision. Yeah, no, I think that that's, I think that that's correct. And to your point, 2002, sure there was the internet, but it's nothing like, nothing yeah. like at all, like 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 it certainly is today. Um, no, and if you and if you look at uh, you know all, also industries like real estate, right? So real estate, real estate agents used to have the power and the knowledge, the information. You couldn't mm-hmm. do anything buying or selling a house without a real estate agent and the MLS, right? The multiple listing service. Um, now and then over time, basically now there's you know sell it yourself. There's the Redfins. There's the uh, you know all of those things where the Zillows where you can just find out all the information you want and make your own decisions. Um, and what that means is that if you're going to be in that role as a salesperson, you have to be much better if you want to make a long-term career out of it. Yeah, no, I think that that's 100% right. Technology is really democratizing certainly every industry from real estate to professional money management to the the, the, the car business, really everything. Um, and it seems... It seems like we might be at this, and like, who 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 knows what the future is going to look like? But from face to face to the phone, and then fax machines, and then the internet, <laughs> and, and today, um, I think that we all have had the experience of having people link into us, and then it's clearly some kind of an artificial intelligence that is following up with this on LinkedIn, and then there's more and more of that. Yeah, and so I just think that there's that especially just lends itself or says we need more professionals, more, more professionalism in sales. And I think what's going to happen, and I think it is happening for some people is, you know, it's very relational. Like you're saying, I mean, it's face to face. It was knocking on doors. It was, you know, buying from friends or family. It was, you know, phones and and it's kind of moved towards technology um, in the same way that used to go to bookstore to buy books. And then everyone went to Amazon and all these bookstores stores started dying. And uh, it totally changed. And then where I think it's at now is that people have gone so far to one end, myself included, right, buying everything online, that now you crave the experience and relationship and and conversations, right? Mm -hmm. And and not just because of what might be going on in the world, but just in general. Like this is something I was saying where this is a good time to start opening bookstores and coffee shops again because people crave that difference, right? They, they did it. It was convenient. Now they want to go back. Same thing with sales. There's like, you know, I work with inside sales, telephone sales, you know, companies and organizations. And, you know, a lot of people ask, well, like who's calling and who wants to buy something over the phone? Like a lot of people who actually need help. Like there's, you know, it's trending actually more that way. Yeah. I'm I'm not surprised by that at all. So interesting. So this idea of authentic persuasion, I'd like to jump into that a little bit more. Could you maybe maybe give us a definition? Yeah, so obviously those two words, 
everybody knows or most people will know what that means, right? So one part being authentic and one part persuasion, um, you know, and then when you put those together, it's a totally interesting framework. And again, this goes back why I mentioned the marine biology early on because of my windy path and because of all that, it wasn't until like later in life where I finally accepted who I was and the path I'd been on and the power that was when I used it and stopped trying to pretend to be somebody else, especially in sales. There's a lot of people in sales who try to pretend to be what they think a salesperson should be like instead of just using who they are. Like everybody, in my opinion, if you have the will and the desire, you can be really effective in sales at just being who you are and going all in on your strengths. And so authentic persuasion is two parts. So one is you being you and who you are and your strengths and why you do it. Like what would you put on your vision board? What? Why do you get out of bed every day? Like, you know, and understanding your fears that are holding you back, which is a whole nother conversation. And then the persuasion piece, though, because the other thing that I've been seeing a lot over the last like three, four years is there's a lot of people I label as order takers. And so they're in a sales role, but they're not doing anything proactively to help their uh, sales happen. They're just basically giving information, throwing everything out there and then letting that person make a decision. And they're taking orders just like if they were in customer service or they were an online chat bot, like it, it might as well be the same thing. And so persuasion, though, is like purposefully in it with intention and proactively moving someone towards a solution that you have that's a good fit um, and that's a piece that most people are worried about because they're afraid of manipulating which is to get somebody to do something for your own benefit versus persuasion which is to get somebody to do something for their benefit and then also for your benefit um, and then that's the key is when you combine those things to those two together it's it's a powerful force that anyone can use in sales um, and you know, and again, it's, it's not a trick. It's not tactics. It's not, you know, creepy sales lines. It's just, you know, being authentic. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. The idea I remember reading years and years and years ago about why so many salespeople fail to get referrals. It's because they, it's really for, for, for the reasons you've been talking about, because you don't really feel good about the work that you're doing and you inherently right. think that you're doing something to somebody instead of doing something for somebody. Right. Um, so, okay. And I, I think that everything you said is spot on. So how do I then start to let my, let my authentic self into, or how do I start to become my authentic self in a sales setting? Uh, the first part is just self-awareness. I mean, that's the, one of the biggest frameworks of the authentic half of the formula is self-awareness. So who are you? What do you like to do? Where, where do you get super excited and on fire? So for like you, for example, financial stuff, talking to people, you know, when I listen to your episodes of the podcast, I can just tell like this is, you're in the zone. This is exciting. You love talking about business, money, helping people, transforming, uh, improving whatever you can. And um, so where does somebody come alive? If they're in a sales role, like what parts do they get really excited about? And then focus on that. Focus on the strengths. Don't worry a ton about the weaknesses, but focus on the strengths then understand what are your fears like we all have this primal you know lizard part of our brain call it whatever you want that still thinks it's in a cave or on the savannah trying to stay alive every single moment of the day and there might be 10 lions chasing us and literally there's not like the only thing i'm mostly worried about is when i'm walking or driving that somebody on their phone while driving is going to hit me like that's the biggest fear uh, you really have for most people in first world society. So it's about, you know, what fears are holding you back and why and the fact that most of that doesn't matter and how
how do you step out of that? I mean, your everything you want and your goals and success in your mind, like your own happiness, is on the other side of your comfort zone. And so it's about getting past that. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Think about feelings, right? Is it is it a function of is it a function of understanding that I'm going to have these feelings, but then understanding that they're not rational? It's just that lizard yeah. brain, and then, or yeah. is it trying to get rid of them? No, I mean, I don't think you can get rid of them. I know I haven't been able to get rid of them and everything I've read from other people. I mean, the you know, the best line to always remember is feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm. Right. You're going to feel it. You're going to do it anyway. I did uh, when I was uh, getting into sales management and leadership. I was doing trainings and, you know, giving it to classes of new salespeople. And I realized, hey, this is just like public speaking. So is sales. So I went to Toastmasters. I did a couple years of Toastmasters and speeches, just dozens of speeches. Um, got really good at presenting and talking and literally no matter what every time I'm going to talk to a group there's still that feeling there's still that fear every time I jump on a podcast even my own podcast there's this twinge and you just got to do it anyway um you know just got to know like your your body is trying to keep you alive and (laughs) it sees anything as a threat to that right anything that could be a threat to your ego uh it wants to protect it and so you just feel it and then do it anyway and you know try to minimize it uh, minimize that fear as much as possible yeah and I think that that's a really important thing for people to hear, um, that you're a person, this is what you do for a living. You are a professional salesperson. You've been on over 250 podcasts. You do a podcast <laughs> and even so you still feel that little twinge before you do it so that when you feel it, uh, yeah. Mr. And Mrs. Listener, it's totally natural. And the big thing is like, I felt it right before we jumped on this call, right? Um, and, and, you know, wanted to hit record. It's And it's a different fee, feeling. I was going to say fear, but it's a different feeling and anxiousness and anticipation. There's two, right? There's I shouldn't be doing this. Oh, my gosh. What terrible <laughs> stuff could happen, right? And Which is fair, right? Like if I'm going to go bungee jumping or skydiving, that's one feeling. Or picking up a call and making a cold call, that's another feeling. Um, and then there's the feeling of, like, I know my stuff. There might be some doubt because there's still always doubt. And then – I also am putting my pressure pressure on myself because I just really want to do a good job, right? Like the feeling I had before I hit we hit record on this is I just want to do a good job. I just want to you know say the you know the best thing I can and help your audience and and have a great conversation with you. And that's where that pressure comes in. Um, you know, not afraid of anything you might ask. More of you know I just want to do a good job. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that very much, and that goes back to really everything that we talked about your your desire to be. A great salesperson, not because you want to sell crap to somebody. It's you want to help somebody get to where they want to go, right? Yep. And it's uh, your intentions are are pure and honest, and wanting to help. Uh, just understanding that that people do need a little bit of wisdom or guidance in sorting through dozens and dozens or thousands of different options, and not wanting yeah. to make a bad decision. So. The whole perspective, I think, is is if you can get somebody, which is what your work is, is surrounding, to, to feel that way that probably make them a more effective salesperson. Well, and that's where the persuasion part comes in, right, is realizing, like like you just said, which was great, is that if you're helping somebody and actually providing value and not selling them crap they don't need or don't want uh, or will never use, um, then it's, you know, it, it's something that you should take seriously uh, and then be proactive with. Yeah, amen. Well, Jason, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Well, on that trend of what we just talked about, it's a perfect segue into this. So 
in my opinion and a strong belief, if you are in a sales role, then that customer, like we've been talking about, is expecting you to help and guide them. Um, and obviously, you know, it's your sales role, but really the difference maker that I see with salespeople is when they make the shift to seeing it, that it is their duty and their responsibility to help that qualified prospect move forward. So if you're talking to somebody, you've determined that they're qualified, it's a good fit. What they need or want is what you offer and you let them walk away or hang up the phone without closing that sale for their benefit, then you've actually let them down and you need to take it serious. Like it's your duty and responsibility. And when you make that shift and see it as a professional, then everything gets so much easier in sales. Well, that is great stuff. That definitely gets, come on, come on. Jason, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Uh, best place would be jasoncutter.com. So I just launched that site, which is a hub for all of my links to consulting, to the ebook I have for authentic persuasion. Uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn. So I'm very active on there and post a lot of videos. Uh, chat with me if you want, send me an email. All that would be great. Excellent. Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Jason your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to jasoncutter.com, J-A-S-O-N-C-U-T-T-E-R.com. Follow him on LinkedIn. Check out all the great resources he has on the site. Thank you again, Jason. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you for everything you're doing. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. <laughs>